Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited about talking about today's episode. It is part one of part two two, of actually two episodes and the reason that I want to talk about this is because one is that I used to go through this when I was competing, especially as a as a junior, and um, then wanting to break into the professional ranks of um, of tennis. I, I really experienced this in in quite depth, and it was um, almost paralyzing. Well, it was paralyzing, and then we, I want to talk about that, show you actually what's going on when we're freaking out under pressure, and then how we can then put strategies in place in how to deal with that freaking out. Because if we're going to freak out and there's things that are going to happen to us when we do freak out, um, we need to know how to then deal with it and, and create strategies. You don't want it to be the thing that paralyzes you and you don't want it to be the thing that actually holds you back from achieving your big your big goals with your sport. So today we're looking at freaking out when you're um, when the pressure is on. Uh, this is a part one of, of like I said, two parts and uh, let's get into it. So my question to you is, do you freak out when the pressure is on? And if you're saying to me, yes, Tiff, you know, I, I just don't know how to deal with the pressure, then, and I'm going to assume that that's what you're saying to me, then, okay, let's break it down, okay? So firstly, let's look at why you're freaking out. So you need to ask yourself the question is, is why am I freaking out under pressure? And I'm going to throw some scenarios out to you. You you may feel this or it may be, may be something else, but... I'm just going to um, share with you what I feel that you may be going through. You can get back to me and let me know exactly what's going on. But when you're freaking out, is it because you're getting nervous about how you'll go? Or could it be that you're actually scared that you can't play the way that you want to? Perhaps you're worried about not playing well. Uh, it may be every time you compete, you seem to crumble and you just don't know why. Or you may train so hard, but you get so nervous, you just can't control the nerves. Uh, You may also get so worked up about your upcoming competition that you just can't think straight, like just everything's just buzzing around in your head. You want to do well um, and you want to win, but you just can't seem to win or perform well. You you freeze up. So, And what I mean by freezing up, you, you just can't move right? You, you, you feel paralyzed. You may feel like you are hitting a brick wall and you just can't seem to break through that barrier or you just don't know why you're freaking out, but you just are. Now we can add lots of other reasons. There could be a number of things of these, what I've just shared with you that are coming up for you, but uh, these are some few and, and a lot of those that I actually share with you as I went through that too. Um, and, but we need to acknowledge that the thing is, is yep, you know what, 
this is going on. I am freaking out. And I want to say to you now, do not be hard on yourself or um, even put yourself down in any way and say, you know, I should be able to deal with this. I want you to just admit that you're freaking out because it's awesome that you are admitting that because you're, you're now identifying that you, yep, you know what, I've got a problem and it's actually quite normal to freak out because a lot of people do, a lot of athletes freak out. It's just then when we have those situations thrown at us, we all deal with those situations in a different way. So rather than you keep making the same mistakes over and over and you keep freaking out on I wanted to share with you right now is that, you know what, what you are doing is not working. You're creating that pattern. You've heard me in plenty of episodes talk about repeating the patterns and so on. But if you're repeating the same thing over and over again, and you're not getting the results that you're after, there's, there's something wrong with the strategy. Okay. There's something wrong with the thought process around it. So we need to make sure that, you know what, okay, yep, I'm freaking out. There's pressure on me. I don't know how to deal with it. Great. What do I do? Okay. I'm just going to share with you <laughs> what used to happen to me, especially when the big games were on when I was playing tennis, especially when I was playing against really, really good players. And, and you know, I used to walk into some of those matches thinking that I was never going to win, but, but I was so nervous that I couldn't think straight. And what was happening that I would get so worked up that my body would freeze up. And that's actually a physiological response because I'm so freaked out, my body would freeze up. And you know, like when you have the flu and your arms and your legs, legs especially are so heavy, the muscles are so fatigued and it's not pain, it's just fatigue. They just won't move. That was what I used to go through and it was that it's that feeling like that you've got the flu, but it's not the flu. It's just that you feel so heavy. You feel like you've run a marathon and you haven't, but physically you can't move. I remember playing some matches that I used to, some particular matches that I used to get quite worked up about and I physically couldn't move to the ball. I tried, but my I felt like my body just didn't want to want to do it. And I had this because I was in this state of of freaking out, and my mind was going a zillion miles an hour, and I was worried about this, that, and the other, and how I'd go, and and not wanting to look like an idiot, and not wanting to look like a beginner player, and not wanting to you know let myself down, not wanting to let you know everyone around me down. But I, you know, I never saw so much potential in what I what in what I could do because I had all the skills and I did all the work. But in game time, when it when that came up, I would just freeze and I and I couldn't I couldn't move to the ball. The ball would only be like one or two steps away from me, and I just my uh, response my response time was much slower, and I felt like I was carrying concrete bricks, like or com you know worse than that not just concrete bricks, but concrete pylons were my legs and they just were stuck so deep into the ground. I just couldn't get them out, out, out of the ground to move. And you may be going through this because I want to share with you that, you know what, it's okay to freak out, but we need to, to make sure that, okay, I've acknowledged that I'm freaking out, but how do I, how do I work through that? 
and when I took up golf later on, um, and I was, I've shared with you before about my tennis demons coming back to haunt me and so on, there was a particular um, uh, golf tournament I, I played and I had to do this playing test for me to qualify into into teaching. And what and you have to shoot a particular score and, and so on. I was really nervous because I'd only been playing golf for three years. And so what was happening was that I was hyperventilating. So I'd have to run off to the bathroom because I had pretty much diarrhea because um, I was so nervous about it. And I ran off, I would run off to the bathroom. I must have gone to the bathroom about six times before I teed off. And every time I went to the bathroom and went through the process of what I was going through, I would hyperventilate as well. So I'd be, oh, 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 come on, Tiff, oh, oh, I can't breathe. How am I going to get through this? Right. And what I had learned at the time, nothing to what I know now, but at the time, because we're talking, um, you know, 14, 15 years ago or something. But what I had learned at the time was that what I needed to do was to breathe, was to learn to breathe. So what I did was I had learned this breathing strategy and then I just focused on breathing so that it'd settle me down. So even when I was out playing in that particular playing test, and I got through by the way, so yep, so that was good, that that, that got me through. But when I was playing the the, the tournament, because we had to play thirty six, uh, sorry, 18 holes the first day and 36 holes the next day, so it was 54 holes in two days. But what um, I was finding between each shot was that – and golf's great because you can have some time in between each shot to think about it. Like tennis, you, you don't have to. You, you don't have that luxury. Or soccer, you, you do in, in some form depending on what position you play and so on. Um, and other sports, again, are, are very different. But in golf, you have that time to – calm yourself down, ready for the next shot. So what I was finding is that I was talking to myself a lot, just saying, come on, Tiff, just keep breathing, just keep breathing, focus on your breathing. And rather than thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm so nervous, I wonder how I'm going to go, what I did was I focused on something that was going to benefit me to get me through, just get me through. Whether whether or not I was going to, to qualify and be able to do that, I, I didn't know. My plan, obviously, was for that to happen. But what actually I was focused on was breathing to get me through it. Okay, so it, it was keeping me keeping me calm. So it can be done, right? But when you're freaking out, what freaking out really is? It's actually anxiety, and so what is anxiety? So this is a definition from the uh, from a sports psychology point of view. It's a it's a negative emotional state characterized by nervousness, worry, and apprehension. So in sport, it's really an unpleasant psychological state in reaction to perceived stress concerning the performance of a task under pressure. You're like, that's a lot of words. So what does that mean to you? It really means that you're feeling the pressure both physically and mentally. That's what's going on. You're feeling it mentally, then it's causing these physical responses. Like I was talking about, you know, the butterflies in the stomach, the um, freezing up of the body, can't think straight, you're all over the place mentally. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you, because I want you to rank and see where you're at right now. So I'm going to give you a list of statements 
that I want you to rate them from one to five. Now, one is actually feeling in total control. So the lower the score, the better. Okay, we're going to treat it like we would playing golf. The lower the score, the better. And five means you're feeling out of control. And then you can rate somewhere in between that. If, if you're not quite at five out of control, but you're sort of heading that way, it could be a three or a four. Or you might not feel in total control, but you might be a one or a two or something like that. Okay. There's no wrong answers here. It's just, we just want to get a measure of where you're at. Okay. It's just a reality check. And what I want you to be thinking about is this is your baseline. Okay. This is your baseline as where we are right now. Okay. So we just want to understand you better and how your reactions are to competition, right? Your emotional reactions. So once we understand that what's actually going on for us, then we can create or craft, I like the word craft, craft a plan to overcome what's actually going on so you're not freaking out, okay? So here are the statements and I want you to rate yourself. So remember, one to five, one is feeling in control, five is feeling out of control and then, you know, three is obviously somewhere in the middle but um, I want you to rate them. So number one, there's only six statements. My body feels tense, so I want you to rate it either one or five or somewhere in between. Number two, I worry that I'll play badly. So again, rate that between one and five. One is is your um, feeling in control, that you're not going to worry about playing badly, you don't worry about that, or five, that you're feeling out of control and you, you do worry. Number three, I cannot think clearly during the game. So one is feeling in control that you can think clearly and five is feeling out of control and you can't think clearly. Number four, my stomach feels upset. So number one is that you're feeling in control so you don't have an upset stomach. Number five is you're feeling out of control and you do, you have an upset stomach, butterflies, the whole works. Number five, it's hard to concentrate on the game. So number one is you feeling like you can control and, and concentrate in the game. And number five is you, you find it really difficult to, con, to, to concentrate and you feel like you're totally out of control. Like I was talking about how, you know, you focus, like I've talked about in previous episodes, whether you're drifting off or, or staying focused. Okay. So number five is, is out of control. And number six, I worry that I'll let others down. So number five, you're not, sorry, Number six, I worry that I'll let others down. So one is feeling in control so that you're not worried about letting other other people down. And number five is that you do feel like you're going to let others down, okay? Now, once you've had um, done those six uh, statements, what I want you to do is add them up. So whether you've given them a one or a five or somewhere in between, I want you to then add up your total score. So the total score that you'd actually have would be if all of that is concerned, you're completely out of control, you'll have a score of 30. If you've gone, oh, you know what, I'm in total control for everything, then obviously you'll have a score of six. So if you've got a score of six, then I really congratulate you that you have a handle on it. But I'm actually going to assume that you actually didn't get six. You got a much higher score, somewhere between, say, 15 and 30 points because you're listening to me. 
And the reason that I'm saying that is because you want the answers. You want to know how to control actually what's going on. So I'm going to assume that you got, you know, over 15. Even if you got 10 points, there's still work that needs to be done. Even if you've got six points, there's still some strategies in here that will benefit you. So don't just close off if, even if you've had six points. But I'm going to assume that you've got much higher than, than 15, somewhere between 15 and 30, okay, because the maximum is 30. Because what I want you to do is we want you to make sure that you're going to be dominating in your sport. So we need to tackle this, okay? So when I gave you the um, definition of anxiety, it's like that a negative emotional state that's, that's created by nervousness, worry, and apprehension. It actually means it's a stress, okay? And it doesn't mean that you're stressed. It's just putting a stress on the body. Like when you lift weights, that's a stress. That's just creating a load, right? So stress is really a load on you. So the level of stress just means that it, it means how you then cope with the demand placed on you. So like if we're doing weight training, it's the, the level of weight that you're actually putting on yourself. Okay, so that's, that's really what a stress is. It's not a negative. Um, it's just the amount of load that you're actually putting on. So the stress that we're referring to is, is uh, or the anxiety or slash stress that we're putting on ourselves is pressure in competition, right? Just the pressure of competition itself, because there is pressure there. Pressure that you put on yourself. Of course, you put pressure on yourself because you want to do well. I get it. You want to win, right? You want to dominate. You want to take over and show everyone what you can do. And then there's pressure from others, isn't there? There's pressure from the team. It's pressure from opponents because you want to beat the opponent. There's pressure from your coach because your coach is expecting you to do well and you want to do well and show your coach that you're going to do well. There's even pressure from your family. So if your parents are funding your future, of course there is. There's going to be a lot of pressure. Even the pressure that you put on yourself, you might be putting yourself through it in the sense of you're working part-time. You might be working full-time so that you can fund yourself, so that you can do what you want to do. I've done it. I did that when I wanted to go and play tennis overseas. I went and got a job where I got paid, uh, I think it was $6.50 an hour washing cars, doing car detailing, so I could save up enough money and working 60 hours a week because my tennis in that time was virtually non-existent. I didn't do a lot of training for that because I was spending more time on earning the funds so I could actually go overseas and, and compete. So I get it. If you're doing that, I get it completely. But I want you to understand too is now that we've done this exercise in looking at these statements and you've rated yourself and you're you know somewhere between that 15 and, and 30 points, what we need to do is we really need to understand how the stress process works. And, and it actually works in stages, right? Remember, it's that load that you're putting yourself, that pressure that you're putting yourself on. Because once we have a better understanding of actually how the stress process works, of how, how and why you're freaking out, then what happens is we create that awareness, don't we? And we need to be aware of actually what's going on because if we're then aware of it, we can then fix it. Because I teach a lot of people and the biggest thing that they don't do and then they're not um, 
focused on is awareness. They have absolutely no idea and it, and they put all the pressure on me to figure out what the problem is. And yeah, look, I love problem solving, so that's that's all great. But I, I need them to understand that, you know what, this is happening this way because of this reason. We need to be aware of what's actually going on because then once we're aware, then we can fix it. But if you're not aware and I keep saying the same thing to you over, over and over again or I say the same thing to you in different ways, in a way that you can understand, unless at some point that I can communicate that message to you, and then it goes click for you, when that awareness occurs, then we have a breakthrough because then you're aware. And the biggest thing and the biggest, I find the biggest thing that holds people back from really achieving what they want in anything is lack of awareness, pure lack of awareness, lack of reality. Unless you're aware you can't fix the problem. Like when I was playing tennis, especially tennis, I talk about that a lot because I don't want you to go through the things that I went through. I had a pure lack of awareness. No one taught me anything. No one taught me how to deal with my emotions. No one taught me how to deal with losses. No one taught me how to deal with wins even. No one taught me how to analyze my game. No one taught me how to analyze my emotions. No one taught me strategies on ways in which I could deal with everything that's going on. No, I I didn't learn anything. I expected that I should know that. And that's why I was so frustrated because I knew I had the ability. I so badly wanted to spend my career as a tennis player and not just not just a professional player. I wanted to be number one. But because I just didn't know and I had no awareness whatsoever. I just thought that I wasn't good enough. And just imagine, I always look back, I, you know, I lived with regret for a long time. I've now um, come to terms with all of that and, and, and moved on. But why I share this with you is because if someone had said, Tiff, look, there's, these things are going on, oh, you know, I understand why you're freaking out. Okay, let's really analyze what's going on so then we can work out why you're feeling this way so then we can put strategies in dealing with it because that's what held me back and I don't want that to hold you back, okay? We need to make sure that we're aware. I can't stress this to you enough, okay? Remember the load of stress. Okay, so... There's four stages. I'm going to tell you what the sports psychology version is, but I'm also going to put it in a way in which we can understand um, it better because when, especially in psychology and sports psychology and, and so on, there's a lot of theories and um, the way in which they um, write things. I'm sure you've read plenty of textbooks and so on. So uh, a lot of textbooks tend to be written in a, a different type of language and sometimes it's a little bit different, difficult to decipher what's actually being said. So I've looked at it, gone through these stages, I've got and I've made up some simple names for them so that you can then go, yep, okay, I get what, I get what Tiff means here. Okay, so the four stages. So stage one is the environmental demand. And really what it is, is it's your situation of pressure. 
Okay, so the environmental demand really means is that there's some, well, your situation of pressure, we're going to call it your situation of pressure, stage one. What it means is some type of demand, some type of pressure or some type of load is placed on you. So that load, that pressure could be physical. So that's like learning a new skill or skills. It could be pressure from others or yourself. But what it is, is it's that it's a situation that is occurring, right? It's putting you under a form of pressure, whether it be internal pressure, whether it be external pressure, okay? So then stage two is the perception of the demand, right? So in um, simple terms, it's your perception of pressure, Okay, so stage two is your perception of pressure. And what this is, is it's your interpretation of how you receive the pressure. So whether you perceive the pressure as stressful or whether you perceive the pressure as non-stressful. Okay, again, it's your perception of how you actually look at that. So stage one, we've identified that there's a um, type of pressure that's being put on you, some type of demand, physical or mental, then it's then how you perceive it. So then it's mental, isn't it? So it's how you're actually perceiving that type of pressure. Stage three is then your stress response. So what it actually is, it's how you respond to pressure, right? So it's your perception through how you respond to the pressure that's been placed on you both physically and mentally, so you can think of it as anxiety or the body's reaction. So things like freezing up, like I've spoken to you about, that was always my stress response when I was putting that pressure on me. Heart beating fast, butterflies, you know, those nerves in the tummy, that type of thing. That's your stress response, okay? So we've got stage one is the your situation of pressure. So this situation has come up, you're under pressure. Stage two is your perception of the pressure of how you perceive it, how you interpret it. Stage three is how you respond to the pressure. So it's how you're doing it both physically and mentally. So it can be the the worry and so on of how you're going to perform. It could be also the body freezing up and so on. And then stage four is actually the behavioral consequences. And what that really means to you is, is how you perform under that pressure, how you perform under that stress. So it's what and how you perform under the pressure. So some athletes actually thrive under pressure and some athletes dive under pressure, okay? So what would happen with me in – I'll give you an example, right? So in stage one, situation of pressure. So my situation of pressure would be that I'd be competing in a tournament, Okay, and I was playing the first round and I was playing a really good player who had achieved more than what I had achieved to that point in tennis. So then my perception, so this pressure that I placed on me, sorry, in stage one is the fact that I'm playing someone who's better than me. Okay, so therefore there's some pressure. So then stage two, that perception of pressure, my perception of pressure was that oh, far out, I don't know if I'll be able to beat this person, this is causing me a lot of stress, I don't know what to do, am I going to be able to beat them, 
and I was feeling a lot of pressure from that person. I haven't even got on the court, just knowing that I was going to play against that person. Then stage three, how you respond to the pressure. So what would happen in specific tournaments for me was that I would freeze up, I'd get the butterflies in the tummy, my heart would beat fast, I couldn't move. That was my stress response. Couldn't think clearly. And then stage four, how I performed under under pressure. Well, what happened to me because I was in such a state, I would dive under the pressure, not thrive. I'd actually uh, get so worked up that I physically wouldn't be able to move and therefore I would lose. It didn't happen all the time, but it had happened in certain situations and it got worse as I got older. So you know in general terms that these stages actually cause Two, type of, two types of stress, right? The stress is that anxiety. The anxiety is really pressure. So the, the first type that it actually causes is that how important that event is to you, that tournament or competition. So for me, when I was competing, what was really important to me was winning. I didn't want to look like a beginner. I wanted to win because I knew I could physically, but I just couldn't get myself mentally over the line. And then two is the uncertainty, right? Knowing how you're going to go. It's that uncertainty. You don't know what's actually going to happen. And that's what would happen to me was that, one, it would cause that first stress was um, how important the event was to me. And then the second one was I didn't know how I was going to go because I was so uncertain, didn't believe in me. There was a lot of things that went on. Okay. So this is actually what goes on. So when you want to do well and you don't know how you're going to go, it actually causes you to be anxious, doesn't it? Right. You're freaking out. So after we've gone through these four stages, what I want you to do is answer these questions to set us up for actually the next episode because there's a lot of content here that I've given you to, to go through because remember the first thing we need to do is actually be aware. So I want you to answer these questions because I want to set you up so that when you hear the next episode of this part two, of these two part series, the plan is then we can overcome how you're going to freak out under pressure. Right, overcome the freaking out under pressure. Not not how you're going to freak out, but how you're actually going to deal with freaking out, so that you can create a plan to overcome it. So these are the questions, okay, that I want you to answer because then we're going to set ourselves up for for the next episode. So question one is: What are the types of pressure that actually come up for you? So it could be pressure of the competition, pressure of the team, pressure from the coach, if your parents are funding it, pressure from yourself, the pressure of training, what types of pressure. I want you to list absolutely everything that's actually going on for you. might be pressure from a relationship, could be anything. Write down all the types of pressure that actually come up for you in detail. Then number two, I want you to answer how do you feel about the pressure? So what types of emotions are actually coming up for you when you're feeling that pressure? Okay, again, write it down in detail. What type of emotions? Nervous, worried, scared, frightened, paranoid, whatever. Then number three, how do you react to the pressure both mentally and physically? So I want you to answer that. So I'll give you some examples. You may feel these, cold, clammy hands, 
need to go to the bathroom frequently. That was me when especially that particular golf tournament I played. Uh, You sweat a great deal, negative self-talk. That was what used to happen to me in tennis, in my tennis days. Have a day's look in in your eyes. Muscle tension, so your muscles get really uh, tense. You can't relax. Butterflies in the stomach. You may feel ill, that queasiness or nausea in in the tummy. You may have headaches, dry mouth. You may be constantly sick. You may be throwing up even. You have difficulty sleeping. You struggle to concentrate. You perform better in in non-competitive situations like in training and so on. So I want you to answer um, how you react to the pressure both physically and mentally. And then number four, I want you to then answer how do you perform under the pressure? Do you perform well? Do you not perform well? Do you play bad? Do you struggle to focus? Do you want it to be over? What type of things actually come up when you're actually performing for you? Even even the thoughts, right? Write down all the thoughts that are coming up as well. And then what we're going to do in this second episode, part two of, of freaking out when you're under pressure, is that what we want to do then is create a plan. So I need you to answer these questions first then on the next episode, you'll actually, will actually then create, craft a plan on how you can then deal with that. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. If you've just got 30 seconds to spare, I would really appreciate a five-star review on wherever you hear these episodes. If you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, I'd love it too if you could share with your friends these episodes because we want to build the reach of potential with TIFF community as big as we possibly can because you want to get out there and achieve everything, okay? You've got these big goals. We've got to make them happen. So I want you to dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an awesome day, take care, talk soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah.